Hey everybody, Jimmy Smith. Today on the MMA on SiriusXM podcast was the missed fight between Conor McGregor and Rafael Dos Anjos, the biggest missed fight in UFC history. We debate it today, plus my staff and I review an article about seven signs your significant other is micro-cheating on you and see what we agree with and what we think is horrible, toxic advice. Here is the question. The question. RDA taking on Brian Barberina this weekend in the welterweight division. Right, So his time at 155, probably done. He said he could come back for the right fight, for the right money. I don't believe that. I think his time has passed. The UFC is not going to give him a huge opportunity considering his record as of late. Right, It's like a self-fulfilling thing. <laughs> right, You don't beat Rafael Fiziev. They're not going to give you the Conor McGregor's or the big money fights that might draw you back to 155. The problem is, doesn't really have the size to win brawls with hard-hitting young 170-pounders. Yes, man, he, he beat up Robbie Lawler. Yeah, that was a Robbie Lawler on the back nine of his career. So the question I have is, was a prime championship Rafael Dos Anjos versus Conor McGregor that we missed out on, was that the biggest miss in MMA history? Let me learn you something, right? When they were originally trying to put that fight together, he was the champ. He had beaten Anthony Pettis for the title, right? Performance of the night. He destroyed Cowboy Cerrone in a minute and six seconds. Performance of the night. They were trying to put together um, Rafael Dos Anjos, the champ, versus the other champ. That other guy, what's his name from Ireland? Conor McGregor. That's right. Had a face-off, trying to put it together. An injury to Rafael Dos Anjos delayed the fight. What happens? Connor fights Nate Diaz. Fights Nate Diaz at 170. Uh, Nate ends up winning. They have the rematch. They've yet to have the rubber match. In the meantime, Eddie Alvarez defeating Rafael Dos Anjos in the first round. July 7th, 2016, Eddie Alvarez takes on Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor wins. He becomes the double champ, blah, 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 and on goes Conor McGregor. Now, that was the last significant win of his career, Conor McGregor, but still, right, the high point was defeating Eddie Alvarez. How things would have changed. Instead of fighting Nate Diaz, he fights Rafael Dos Anjos. It's at 155. It's for the title. So, when I look at it, It starts off with a realistic understanding, a realistic interpretation of the chances Rafael Dos Anjos was going to win. Folks, that's a big one. That's a big one. Would Rafael Dos Anjos have beaten Conor McGregor? Because if Conor beats Rafael Dos Anjos, nothing really changes. All right, instead of losing to Nate, he beats Rafael Dos Anjos. He's the double champ. He might have even defended the title. I don't know. The extra time he would have had instead of the, the, the two Nate fights. Instead of fighting the Alvarez, he defends the title. Who knows? But it starts off with, would Rafael Dos Santos have beaten Conor McGregor? Now, I don't know. Don't have a crystal ball. Don't have a time machine. But what I will say is that stylistically, I think it would have been a tougher matchup than Eddie Alvarez. 
Eddie fought the wrong strategy against Conor McGregor. He admitted that. 100%. He admitted it. He's like, ah, I just came in with the wrong strategy. He was tight. He was tense. I think Conor McGregor got under his skin in a way that that he I don't didn't seem seem to really do to to Rafael dos Anjos, right? And he fought tense, he fought tight, and and he just got his ass kicked. So definitely, one hundred percent, definitely, Rafael would have been tougher than Eddie Alvarez. Would it have allowed him to win? That's the question. Right now. Looking back on it, who would I have put money on? A prime Conor McGregor versus a prime Rafael Dos Anjos. I put my money on Rafael for that fight. Provided the weight cut didn't take a ton out of him like it did against Eddie Alvarez, right? Provided the weight cut didn't make him a shell of himself, I would say he would have been the favorite against Conor McGregor. My retroactive money would have been on Rafael Dos Anjos. KOB, where do you stand on this one? I have often said this is the biggest misfight just because of all, like, the reverberations that happened after it. Like, yeah. When you look at how many different careers it affected, just one fight not happening. Nate went from a win-some, lose-some guy to Nate Diaz, right? Nate Nate freaking Diaz, yeah. Like, this is what launched him. It was that win over Conor McGregor on short notice. People almost forget that he lost the rematch, you know, fair and square. It's just that same thing of, like, somehow Nate just survived all of that. Nate became a superstar. Connor had his first taste of adversity. Like, he takes his first loss in the UFC. Comes back, wins against Nate in the rematch, then fights for the title. Then the fight with, with Mayweather. Like, but all of this, like, was going towards something. I, I, I don't know. I felt like RDA was probably going to beat him if they, if they fought. Maybe Connor was still on that tear. Maybe he beats RDA. But I thought, I thought RDA was going to win that fight, and that was going to stop the whole momentum dead. But the fight doesn't happen. Instead, it's a whole we got a we got a trilogy still out there that, that could be possible with Nate that everyone wants. Connor goes on to great heights, and RDA just had this weird you know. After he lost the belt to Eddie, it was like he was trading wins and losses. Oh, so he went up to one seventy partly. It was. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, look, look at this yeah. state of like what happened to all, all, all everybody else. Even in the, it, the the division itself, we had the lightweight belt that was lightweight and featherweight belt that were on hold for a while basically because Connor had both, and then he just wasn't fighting. He had gone on to yep. fight Mayweather, then took a break, and we were all just sitting there kind of waiting to see what was going to happen when this guy was going to come back. And even the divisions were in flux for a while. Like, maybe none of that happens if RDA fights and wins. Yeah. It's crazy. We don't know what would have happened, but if one little thing had gone in a different direction, so many lives changed. Brock Fedor, right? But do you put him in the same category? Because... Fedor never fought in the UFC. So this wasn't a they were in the same promotion and never fought for some reason, right? This is one of those where there were a lot of reasons why Fedor didn't come to the UFC. There were a lot, depend, and the specifics depend on who you ask. So when you look at it that way, this could have been a bigger miss. Same promotion, same weight class. It was supposed to happen, and it just fell through. So the idea that this was a bigger miss, when I say bigger, like a more obvious miss, right? Like, oh, they just should, uh, there's no reason why this shouldn't have worked out other than Rafael Dos Anjos just got hurt at the wrong time, right? Fedor Brock, there are a lot of reasons why Fedor Brock didn't work. He never fought in the UFC. But I also think, too, with that, with that, Jimmy, it's like, that was a big fight, but it really wouldn't have been big past what it was. Fedor was 
already like tailing off a little bit. American version Fedor was not, you know, Pride Fedor or anybody else or any other you know, promotion he had fought for where he was dominating. And Brock, like we were all just kind of waiting for Brock to get, to get taken out by someone. It ended up being Overeem, really, in, in Velasquez. But like, I, I, when people bring that up, it's like I don't think that was such a big miss. Like, what did we think was going to happen? Fedor was going to murder Brock. Is what was going to happen? Oh, it's going to kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it this wouldn't really have. Up- it was yeah. going to do yeah. much for legacy in terms of Fedor. Like, his legacy was already kind of written at that point. Right. Retroactively, I guess it's a bigger miss. But when you think about, like, all right, let me put it this way: at the time, it's a huge fight. Brock versus Fedor, right? The greatest heavyweight of all time versus this monster who's, you know, UFC champ and all this crazy stuff. But looking back on it with our with our eyes in 2022, it's less of a mystery. Meaning, Fedor kills Brock. I think it's, you know, if they fought 100 times, he beats Fedor 99 times, right? I don't say that about Fedor, about, I'm sorry, RDA Connor. I'm, I think RDA probably wins, but not the way Fedor beats Brock, right? It's just, it's not that one-sided. Yeah, I th- but I think that's part of it, too, is that, like, we can look back on that and say, you know what? Fedor kills Brock. Like, it's not even a question. Like, what? what it, yeah. It been a bit, obviously, it would have been a big fight because you're bringing Fedor to the UFC. But, like, we, we all know what would have happened. It's with Connor and RDA, like, aside from all the after effects that we've already mentioned, we look back on it. Like, can you say for certain that RDA wins or Connor wins? I can't. I'm saying I felt yeah. like at the time RDA would win, but I don't know. Maybe Connor finds that left hand, and, that, and that's all she wrote. I don't. That, that's the thing. There's the intrigue about it. Like we never got to see it, and that's the thing. It's like they were both in their prime, champ versus champ. The UFC almost never did that. Very rarely. We only saw it a handful of times going into that point. Connor looking to claim two belts. Like it had everything, and it didn't happen. And I, I still wonder what would have happened if those two guys fought. I wonder who would have won. Um. So here's the deal. Um, Dre, give us your missed one, and I will break this one down because it's probably one of the greatest misses of all time, but it's changed a lot over the years. Hit it. So mine is Khabib against Tony Ferguson because that was a fight that even as a casual fan, I was excited for every time they announced it, but then something fell flat, and it just broke my heart like four times. Yeah, no, it it sucked. The reason it was such a big deal at the time was the streak they were on and all this stuff. I think this one has lost its luster a little bit because I think with our 2022 eyes, I think Khabib murks him. All right, I think Tony Ferguson, at the time, we thought maybe he has the combination. Khabib didn't look great at the time, you know, whatever. Like, he was dominant, but, you know, he had the ally quintifier where he didn't look amazing, whatever. Um, now I think we understand Khabib just puts it on him. Right, Khabib just takes him down and mauls him. And so I think in 2022, retroactively, we look back and it, you know, it is this big. KOB, agree? Of a miss? Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, say, it, it comes to the same idea as Brock and uh, Brock and Fedor. It's like, yeah, at the time, we were yeah, really Yeah, at confused. the time, it was huge, right? At the time, like, yeah, like, this would be great to see. And, like, I was a guy who thought Tony might be the guy. But you know what? I also thought Dustin might be the guy. And then I also thought Gaethje might be the guy to stop him. Yeah. And yeah. it didn't matter. He just went through them even quicker. And it got time. worse and worse and worse, right? Yeah, yeah. Worse and worse. Now, maybe Tony funks something out, but I don't see it. Like, it was going to be a Hail Mary, something crazy, if 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 Tony won that fight. Because we, we see now, like, even against Oliveira, we saw the control that he had over Ferguson, Benil Dariush. Like, what do you think Habib would have done to him? He was never getting yeah. off the floor. Yeah. He wasn't. It's true. 
Yeah. So I think some of the luster is, is lost off that one. But at the time, a huge miss. Busted Open is your daily home for all things pro wrestling. Join Dave LaGreca, WWE Hall of Famers, Bully Ray and Mark Henry, and hardcore wrestling legend Tommy Dreamer. Dave LaGreca here. From WWE to AEW, Impact, New Japan, Ring of Honor, and more, we talk it all. Whether you grew up watching Ric Flair or Stone Cold Steve Austin, Busted Open is your place for pro wrestling. Busted Open, Mondays through Saturdays at 9 a.m. East on Fight Nation, Sirius XM Channel 156. We found this article, and I'm telling you, this is the absolute worst. And I love this. Experts. This is from Bustle.com. Experts say these seven things count as micro-cheating in a relationship. Absurd. Absolutely ridiculous. Now, we kind of have a panel of our own experts here. They're going to jump in and talk about this effing ridiculousness, in my humble opinion. First off, micro-cheating right away is absurd. That's a little tiny thing that's kind of like cheating but not really cheating. It either is or is not cheating. So this old micro-cheating sounds absolutely ridiculous. This sounds juvenile. It sounds controlling. It sounds really shitty. So, we're going to break this down one step at a time. KOB, who do we have on the panel today? Who is weighing in on this? Well, when I saw this article and brought it up to you, I figured we had to bring in our expert from the Big Payback. One Kelly Murphy has entered the chat. Kelly, you there? Am I? Can you hear me? I I hear you now. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. Oh, How are you? Wait. How much? Well, we need the queen of hate for this, okay? Uh-huh. All right, so here's here's actually the interesting thing that I, I am curious about. Because you're honest with us, aren't you, Kel? I mean, you, have you heard the things I've said on these airwaves? Uh, it's very, very true. So I want to know if you would enforce this on your partner. And okay. would you tolerate this from your partner? Because there's some things here. Like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't let him do that. I was like, what if he did that to you? Oh, I'd be pissed, right? So it has to, go, it has to work both ways. It, I want to know if it does work both ways. Or if you're like, oh, yeah, I would totally make my man do this, but I wouldn't put up with it for a second. Okay. I'm very curious. And also, so let, me let me just preface this entire segment with we're either sure. cheating or we're not. Like, yeah. there's no micro-cheating. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I'm fine. Now. Okay. <sighs> How personal am I supposed to get here? Here's what, I'm, like, having an internal debate externally. I mean, I don't care. Um, I know you don't care, oh. but I care. <laughs> I don't like discussing my personal life very much. Um, if you haven't noticed on this show, I generally don't like doing that. I don't like discussing my family. I don't like discussing my relationships. But the one thing I will say, because it does, it, it does like impact this kind of stuff. I think monogamy is stupid. I think it's a dumb rule. The only times I've ever been monogamous is when my partner insists on it. Right? Okay. I don't. I think it's dumb. I think it's stupid. So the idea of cheating and micro-cheating, they're all kind of dumb, dumb concepts to me, right? Absolutely. Part of what we as a society, and this is just me talking, by the way, I do not, I'm not advocating my views on it. I'm not pushing my views on anybody else. I'm not speaking for anybody at SiriusXM. But the way I see it, a lot of these things are, we, in a great book is Sex at Dawn, another great book is Sapiens, if you want to read any books about the subject. Uh, the Naked Ape is a good one. We're not designed to be with one person our entire sexual lives. We're not. 
And to me, a lot of this micro-cheating stuff is ways of getting around that. We aren't designed to do that. He's not allowed to look at other women. We aren't designed to not look at other women. There are ways that are, I guess, ruder than others in which to do that. But we're essentially fighting biology all the time in order to be with one person. Can we agree a little bit on that, Kelly? 100%. Yeah, yeah. you're fighting biology all the time. Or in my opinion, no good reason. Right. It's not us. It's freaking the way evolution works, all right? We're bonobo monkeys with T-shirts on. Anyway. Um, so, <clears throat> number one. You ready, Cal? I'm ready. Number one, they are very protective of their cell phone. I'm reading the article. As cell phones continue to evolve and people need the latest and greatest one, they become quite attached to them. However, if they feel the need to check them a lot when they're with you or disappear for a long time with their phone, they may be micro-cheating. In addition, other signs to watch for include if their cell phone has a code on it or they take their cell phone to the bathroom even at home. Number one, who doesn't have a code on their freaking phone? Mm -hmm. So you don't have to lock it. They come locked. Number two, who doesn't take their phone to the bathroom out of boredom? Kelly, what do you think about this? 100%. And on top of that, who doesn't have their phone with them the majority of the day? It's something when you're leaving the house. Phone, keys, wallet. Right. Three things you always have on you. That doesn't mean I'm cheating. Again, if I was, that's not your business. (laughs) That's what I'm going to say on that. (laughs) And number two, I think when you got the privacy screen going on your phone out of nowhere, that's where things start to heat up a little bit. Because it's like, not only do you have it, but if I'm sitting next to you and I just do a little glancy glance, I have no idea what's going on there. KOB, where are you on this as a guy? I have the same way. Like this. By the way, you skipped the key parenthesis thing, which is uber pretentious. Uh, Where it says, however, if they feel the need to check that a lot when they're with you, Parentheses. Shouldn't they mainly be focused on you, though? Question mark. That it's, that was so douchey. I skipped it. Like, yeah. Here's the thing. Like, uh. I've always joked around that I don't want the thumbprint thing on my phone. I still have the lock code because I'm like, dude. I'm like, I, I'm usually out cold when I sleep. I'm like, a, a crazy, a crazy <laughs> girlfriend could easily just put my thumb on that thing. I probably wouldn't even feel it. But uh, I said it to someone once. He goes, you know what? I actually had a girl do that. I'm like, right? Exactly. I'm like, that's why. And here's the thing. It's not even that I'm like talking to other girls or I'm worried about anything. I don't want you seeing some of the ridiculous crap I say in my group chats. 100%. Like, like that's the key thing. I'm protecting you from my own psychosis with my friends. Well, that's the thing. It's like it has yeah. less. I feel like some people, when they get into a relationship, like they think everything has to do with them. And it's like, yes. no, it has less to do with you yeah. and more to do with me. And that's the worst part. And not you, in a cheating way. You try to explain yeah. that, though. That's the worst part. They think you're being defensive and like that you're lying to them. It's like, no, I just don't want you going through my phone. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> it's pretty simple. All right, I'm going to skip number two, which is you catch them smiling and laughing at their phone a lot, which is so dumb. I'm no. reading funny shit. Yeah, That's don't the whole even reason. Skip number yes. two, because that was the first thing I saw too. I was like, I, I, even after number one, I saw two. It's, I'm like, oh my god, I'm not allowed to like smile at something on my phone. Right. That's the thing. I've said it on these airwaves before. I'm funny. So I'm going to sit and I'm going to laugh <laughs> at my phone, and that's my God given right? right because right. I say funny things. Sorry. Okay. I'm funny. So, <laughs> number one, number one, and number two are totally ridiculous, and they're attached to the hip. Number three is stupid because it's you or a friend see your partner on a dating app. That is not micro cheating. They are looking for another part. Like mm-hmm. that's it's like micro cheating. You catch your friend in bed with somebody else. Well, that's that's cheating. That's not micro cheating. <laughs> they are literally looking for a way to, way out of your relationship. Yeah, might might not be micro cheating. It might just be you know breakup that's- prep. 
Is cheating. Really what it is. That's literally <laughs> cheating. It could also just be breakup prep, you know? Like Right, yeah, yeah, that's breakup prep, right? Kelly, any other way to see that? No, absolutely. If it's breakup prep, that's your prerogative. You get on those dating apps and you start to see what's out there. Maybe you haven't been out in the game in a while. Completely understand. But at the end of the day, that's cheating. And people try to pull that whole, oh, you know, I, I didn't deactivate my account. Like, that's why it's still there. No, you dirty dog. You still have the app on your phone. Like, what are we trying to hide? Just say it. But, but how... But also, isn't being on a dating app, even if you're looking, irritating? Meaning, meaning 100%. isn't it the first thing to go when you're in a relationship? Just because it's like, it must be annoying. Well, and the there's and absolutely too. zero point to it unless right. you're making it a point. You know what I mean? So it's like, get rid of it. And don't try to say you didn't deactivate your account because you still have it. So you might as well not lie at that point. And how dumb are you? Like, obviously, somebody I know is going to see you on it. Right, yeah, it's it's there. There, six degrees of separation is n- never going to work in mm-hmm. our society. It's just not going to happen. Okay, so this number four, they talk about their ex and too much. <laughs> How much? Without even getting into the details, of did this you hear that thing. silent giggle from Kel? <laughs> yeah. Who's who's actually? I want to make sure we don't overstep that right. at all. <laughs> exactly. I don't acknowledge. We're, we're not. It. How much is? How much about the talking about the ex is acceptable or not? Well, this is where I have a double or context standard. or what? Yeah. I talk about my ex okay. every day. At some point, he's brought up one of them in just conversation. You know what I mean? We're providing context to a situation. But if my boyfriend's talking about his ex all the time, I don't like that because it's like, okay, then go date her again. I can but feel the can rage. Just I can. Kelly oh just my went God, someplace in her mind. Yeah, Kelly just went someplace in her mind, and I heard the tone. I'm like, <laughs> before I came down, I was talking to Mike, and I was like, send me the article so I can prep. That's a hundred percent a quote from Kel. But all right, so but are you? Is your ex a friend? I mean, is there a reason to bring him up all the time? Yeah, I mean, I keep a couple of them at an arm's distance for sure. Some of them no, but some of them are definitely still around. Not friends, extreme acquaintance. Okay, okay, okay. Ob, what's your thought on this? Uh, It really depends on the nature, (laughs) like. If you're telling me about like all the reasons you want to murder this person in his sleep, I don't necessarily mind it. You know, like love that. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> you're like kind of turns me I'm Not gonna lie, like kind of does it. Honestly, me, right? like in what you're telling me, you're kind of giving me a blueprint on what not to do. So I'll listen. <laughs> I'll take a cue and just be like, all right. Note to self: Do not, you know, change the channel on her when she's watching this. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but like whatever these little things out that drove her crazy. It's like okay, well now I'm getting a little bit of a blueprint here. Okay. If, if it's like. When you're comparing, that's when it gets a problem, you know. Unless it's unless it's positive, like oh, so and so brought me here. It's like, well, hope you enjoyed that vacation. Not yeah, don't like to bring that okay. up. Yeah, yeah like it, it's, a good time. it depends on what it is. So like if it's, and that also really does like come down to being secure with like, all right, they like me better. Like we're good here. But if you're doing the comparison, we're like, oh, so and so did this for me. Well. You know what? Give them a call anytime. <laughs> like, sure. that, that's that's where you get. <laughs> <For> sure. <laughs> but if you're bashing them, I'll, I'll listen to the bashing. I like a good trash fest. Okay, this next one is a little weird. Um, they tell you you are imagining things. Is there a description? So, right, it is. Your here's how it starts in a douchey way. 
This is really douchey. Your intuition is a very valuable tool in determining if your partner is lying to you. Yes, sometimes your mind may play tricks on you, but don't ignore your feelings of unease. Plus, you're in a loving and supportive relationship. You two should be able to talk to each other about anything, right? If they tell you you are imagining things, not validating your intuition, that is another sign. That's crazy. That's because you could be imagining that. Like Absolutely. you could be imagining things, <laughs> yes, dude. right? Like nothing is more nothing is more annoying than this. Like the phone things and all that stuff. But it's like, oh no, no, I don't have to validate your crazy thought if it's a crazy right. thought. Right? Like, I don't. Yes. No, that's that's insane. Because like you just said, you could full blown be imagining something. So why are they not able to point out the obvious? You know what I mean? It's way different than like coming coming up with a scenario. Regardless if it's happening or not, I'm being told to like calm down. That I hate because it's like, no, 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 I won't. But if I'm imagining you... something and you say it, like you're like, no, like that's not happening. You're being crazy. Actually, no, don't ever call me crazy. Okay, <laughs> you know? Kel, Kel, slow down. Maybe I should go. <laughs> home. I, all right, she's not sitting next to me, people. She's sitting next to KOB, and I'm worried about KOB's safety. When I'm just like, oh, Mike wait a keeps second. looking oh, at yeah. Kel, no. like the eight monitor. She's like, <laughs> good. Like, no, but here's what Kel actually just stumbled upon exactly what I was about to say to you, Jimmy. Of like, right. these are the situations where, as a guy, you find yourself giving the response, "No, I didn't call you crazy. I'm saying you're acting crazy right yes. now." <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. What oh. you're saying is crazy. Yeah. 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 That's like in the guy. Guy's handbook, that exact line. <laughs> because it gets thrown against us all the time. Like, oh, I'm saying you're acting crazy right now. I'm not saying it's you're like, being It's like, what's the difference? Like, <laughs> because crazy just makes it seem like everything you say is messed up. Like, I'm saying right. what you're talking yeah, about yeah. right now on this given topic, you're being crazy right now. <laughs> like, I didn't okay. do anything. I okay. didn't do anything. And you just won't let it go right now. I'm not okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and all right, so what's the other thing that's been used against me Rarely, very rarely, but we're being told we're mad when we're not mad. Oh, right? like, that's so stop infuriating. Yelling. Like, I didn't even raise my voice. I just said, you know, you say, oh, don't yell. I'm like, I'm not yelling at all. No, yeah, that's Jim, you know what's even worse than that? I think that's the other way around. Is no, we're, we're, we get that. told we're, we're mad as men. Yeah. This is what's even worse than that is when you're actually like maintaining a low tone and trying to have a conversation and you just kind of finally give in because you're getting nuts and you start to yell a little bit and they do the whole, whoa, whoa, whoa you don't have to yell at me now. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, I want to throw you through the window right now. <laughs> like that, that. Or they tell you you're mad about something else. Like, no, you just pissed me off for 20 minutes is what's happening. I've been 20, 20 minutes of calm and finally lost my shit. It's not anything else. It's not, oh, I'm right. not yelling at you all of a sudden. I've been getting screamed at for the last 15, okay? And try to keep a low tone. Yes, I've, I've been <laughs> that, to that. With most infuriating thing ever. Yes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So, I've thrown that out. <laughs> so so number, number six, a little interesting, they get defensive when you bring it up. There's some validity to this because I don't take stuff like this that personally because everybody knows when they're with me what kind of person they're with. So I, I don't get, like, uh, emotional. Like, uh, how can I put this without sounding like a psychopath? Um, you already do. So just keep <laughs> I kind of do already. But like, like, sex doesn't make me like th that emotional. I w like, did you did you have sex with that chick? No, I didn't. I would, but I haven't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I I don't get like defensive and mad and pissed off or what. I don't really do that. But I understand if someone got really defensive when you asked them about something, depending on how you phrase it. I understand how this would be an issue. Well, but it says they get defensive when you bring it up. Well, what's defensive, you know? Exactly, and I think that's definitely situational because, again, what's defensive and what kind of person are you dealing with, like you just said? You know what I mean? 
Like, do you yeah. get, are you with somebody that does get defensive when they're lying? Or are you with someone that's just naturally defensive? Or are you with somebody that naturally isn't? Like, or are you being accusatory? In which case, I'll get defensive. For you know, sure. like, whoa, hey, you know, like, no, absolutely. Screw you. See, yeah. I might be helping out liars here, but like, I, I have nipped some of these things in the bud pretty quick of just like, oh, listen, do you trust me or do you not? It's that simple. Yeah. Like, well, it's that simple. What's yeah. the answer to that question? Like, if it's That's yes. That's the worst when you an- an- answer a question with the question. Yeah. If it's yeah. yes, stop, drop this fucking bullshit already. Like, if it's no, then we have something to talk about more. But, like, which one is it at this point? Right. Um, so, this next one, I cannot answer at all. I am out 100% because I'm me. They invite you to fewer and fewer events with them. They do more stuff, and you aren't part of that stuff. I get the feeling this would run Kelly pretty crazy pretty quick. No, no. If it's an event where the significant others are, like, going and you don't invite me, we're throwing down 100% because (laughs) what are you trying to hide? But if it's, like, a guy's night, I don't want to watch you go be a pig with your friends. You go. You go and you have fun. (laughs) I don't want you to come out with me and the girls, like, when I'm running around like a little rat. Like, there's no need. But if it's an event that I should be at and you start to not invite me to those things, that's when I would be a little bit, you know, I'm questioning what's going on here. Like, are you, what do you, consider do you have an what, event chick? Because what right, are we so doing? What do you consider an, an event you should be at? Like weddings, like things, you know what I mean? That, like family Couples parties. Things. Yeah, like things that you would be bringing your significant other to. Okay. KOB, your thought? I'm with Kel on this. Everybody needs to break. Like, for a little bit, to go be themselves again, you know? Like, you're not your relationship version of you. Like, you're just going to go out with your friends and be be part of, like, be part of that again. Just, like, get back with you. But, like, like Kel says, if it's, like, an event where, like, yeah, people's others, like, significant others are going and you just don't invite someone, it's like, all right, well, this might be the sign of we're about to break up. Well, that's like, the thing. It's like, do you have a girl that you're bringing to the yeah. events then? Then go have fun with her forever because that's it. Ooh, that's hostile. But it's never happened to me before. I <laughs> got that feeling. So, but but the idea that also at an event, won't something get back to you? Isn't that the worst thing you could do is take your girlfriend to an event? Depen- no. Dep- depends on who the cast of characters are. Well, that's are. the thing, because I was just going <laughs> to yeah. say, listen, if yeah. I'm going out with my girls and one of them's in a relationship and she hooks up with somebody, that's not my business. Sorry. That's not my business. It's not my relationship. No, I, I know that. But but with that number of people, it wouldn't leak to him somehow? Well, what, I'm, I mean, I'm you're at a wedding. Let's, you only know. You don't know everybody yeah, there. Yeah. So yeah, if you're with just dumb. your group of friends, they're probably not snitching. Or you don't really have good friends. No, you know what you have to worry about? It's, it's it's the significant others of the friends. I'm like, hey, you know, tell your girlfriend to keep her mouth shut. <laughs> like, that's what you're worried about. And you're that's when you know if your that's friend has you, a good yeah. significant other. Because it's like, okay, we're all in this together. I don't know what just happened. Like, I can never come on the show again. I saw something on IG that I loved. Like, literally the guy is standing in the room with the girlfriend. They were just trying to test his best friend. Like, oh, have you seen us? So-and-so, he said he was going to meet me tonight, but uh, he 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 said he was going out with you. And the guy, the best friend, without missing a beat, is like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's here with me right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He actually, at one point, she goes, oh, can you put him on the phone? He goes, yeah, sure. He he pretended to be the guy. He's like, hey, That is awesome. (laughs) Like, that's a good friend. That's the thing. Like Mike said, it all comes down to the crew that you're with. Because if they have your back, then you should be good to go. Any air quotes event, you have to drag me to kicking and screaming. I have no interest in any event about anything ever. I was shocked that you met up with me in Vegas, like in the public. (laughs) When we went to Luke Thomas's Morning Combat. Yeah. And then what happened? 
Well, then you left. Be honest. Right, yeah. <laughs> he bought me, like, a few do? drinks, and I was like, all right, well, like, come on. Like, we're going out. And he was like, I'm going back to my room. Bye. Thank so you. I went out with RJ, obviously. <laughs> right. And who else? Who? Uh, RJ, Ryan, Angela yeah. Hill, you know, the whole crew. Mark right. Mundy hung out with us. Minus right. Jimmy Smith. Yeah, every <laughs> single person, there. actually, yeah. that was supposed to be there other than Jimmy. Did you see my, and do you remember my reaction? Like, oh, we're all going out tonight. Do you remember my reaction? You said, like, have fun. Because I'm not. <laughs> Have a good time. I could have you. You weren't a homeschooled kid, were you? No. Because you have all the markings of homeschooled kids. You kid. do. <laughs> like, no, I was never homeschooled, no. <laughs> like, don't want to go out with people, whatever. Like, public you know, school my entire life. I'm going no. to go back and read a book. Like, okay, no, public school my entire life. It's not even a book. Kid. He brings his like tablet around. <laughs> yeah, which to read on. Yeah. Like, I, he literally showed up and I was like, oh my God, hi. It was like the first time I met him and I was like, why do you have like your iPad? <laughs> so I can read. <laughs> I was so annoyed. She was so annoyed. It was so childish. You have no idea how annoyed she was. <laughs> and I'm like, so if you're late, I can read. I don't like sitting here by myself without something to read. I and used to carry around books and now I carry around. Everybody books. else there like said hi to Jimmy and then ultimately messaged me and said they were too scared to say hi to me because of how I am on the show. <laughs> I was like, I actually am so nice. Like, it's just Jimmy. It's just to Jimmy. It's just Jimmy. Yeah, just Jimmy, Jimmy I mean too. But home, yeah. Just homeschool Jimmy. <laughs> I am not a social animal, so. Bald Jimmy. That's Naturally why so much bald. Of this stuff is- oh yeah, by the way, I know this is like completely off topic, but I heard you running this rap again. You're bald, pal. Like, sure, I don't give a shit that I'm bald. Like, then just say it. I, I, I remember arguing this to you like a couple months ago. Because I still have to shave the shit. But, you, but you were doing the same I thing. Wish you're, I was like, just bald. you're like, I don't know if I'm bald or if I just, you know, I'm shaving it too. Like, no, you're bald. I see it when it grows in a little bit. You're bald. You're with me, pal. I wish <laughs> so I'm trying to escape totally the zone. bald so I wouldn't have to shave it. I wish I was <laughs> completely bald. I'm that. not saying you're wrong on that, yeah. but I'm saying, like, embrace yeah. it and stop doing this whole I don't even know if I'm bald. Like, I don't know. We should do, like, a segment tracking your baldness. Every, like, I don't know, every quarter. <laughs> Saying goodbye to Kelly Murphy. It's been great having her on the show. It's been absolutely outstanding. Kelly Murphy, ladies and gentlemen. MMA on SiriusXM is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Plus, catch Unlocking the Cage weekdays from 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern and MMA Today Tuesday to Thursday from 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, Channel 156, and on the SXM app. SiriusXM Podcasts.